This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, the entire world is under house arrest without charges or trials. We are all health pre-criminals. I guess so. I guess this is a new reality we're adjusting to. And I expect it to extend a little bit so that it has an impact. I don't know how long. I don't think it's going to go on for too terribly long. I think it's going to go on long enough so that it impacts the public's way of life for an extended period of time. Yeah, I agree. Germany is closed. Italy closed down. New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut all joined forces to close down. Lest some people run across the border in seek of in search of a place to party. That's literally what I heard on Fox. Uh, California closed bars and restaurants. I mean, that is spreading. I do. I think you're right. I think that they want to cause real pain. So I think a few things are going to happen that would not really have to happen. But in order for us to really feel pain, I think that they will let the internet kind of slow down a little bit, whatever, just make it like so you're stir crazy to the extent that they actually do have an influence on the weather. My guess is they'll they'll make sure it's nice and crappy out so that we are miserable. And I am a little worried that they are going to uh, have electricity and water, the garbage collection. I really feel like they're going to say we don't have the labor to keep that stuff going. So we'll have rolling blackouts or skip garbage collection, stuff that you wouldn't think would be impacted. But that's the stuff that will really cause you pain. Yeah, I think this is I think there might be something out there that is causing people to get ill. I'm not saying that there's not, but I'm saying that this exercise overall of locking everything down, I think it's serving multiple purposes. And I think one of them is kind of a test for a future crisis. I think it's preparing the public for a future crisis. And I think it's testing how systems might work in a future crisis. And Trump said something during his address in the not the Oval Office, is in the Rose Garden. I think it was Saturday. He was talking about the crisis and how it's going to wash over in a couple of weeks and how these short-term sacrifices are going to give us long-term gains and how we are, we are learning so much right now that's going to help us in a future crisis that might be even worse. We could face something even worse, and we're learning so much right now. And when you're in the midst of a crisis... You don't stop while there's a bunch of people with guns chasing you and go, oh my gosh, I'm learning so much for the next time a bunch of people chase me with guns. You just get the hell out of there and try to survive. You only think about that in the aftermath when you're reflecting or if you're doing a practice run or a simulation of something. I'm not saying that there aren't people really getting sick. There are. I'm just saying I think that it's not going to end up being as bad as it seems right now. I think it'll be celebrated that we shut it down and we stopped everything before it could spread and be too horrible. It's a victory. I think that'll end up being the message, but it will definitely impact the public, the mass psychology for the future, and it will change people's way of life. I have a lot to say to that. First of all, I think you're absolutely right. You you do not, you stop after it's over and look back at lessons learned. But I've met like four different comments here. In the beginning, when we read the Event 201 stuff, I noticed right away that they were focusing on making sure money was moving in a devastating case scenario and that the live the live simulation of the novel coronavirus was meant to, to vet the problems in the system so they could put policies in place for a real one. And I think that's exactly what this has been doing. And I posited at the time that what they wanted was, and it reminded me of World War II 
where the money kept flowing, even with Germany. I mean, the world was at war. Millions of people were dying. Like, didn't like 60 million die? Just exactly the amount that the novel, the simulation said would actually die. But they wanted to make sure in that event to a one protocol that money kept flowing. And I thought maybe, speculated aloud, that a, a, a real one, if they really wanted to unleash one, they needed all these policies in place. And even this morning, I tweeted... Jason tweeted at me, I've never experienced anything like this. Is this the last stand? And I answered, I don't think so. This is where they put all the policies in place that will keep us from having a chance when the last stand comes. They drive us out of the actual public square. They control the virtual public square. For starters, no First Amendment, no political power. That's something they're doing. I totally agree with you that this is going to change our way of life. I think it's going to have the, it's really unrolling like a 9-11 type event to the point where the screenings at airports will be permanently different in my opinion. And, uh, and I think I have thought that they're not actually going to have like these millions and millions of deaths. I don't think this is the one. And as one, as a ministry of truth tweeted at me, they're, It's all okay as long as it's propaganda. If they actually start falsifying records or hurting people, then there's liability. This to me is entirely a propaganda exercise. I'm not, I actually don't know. I think that whatever strain of cold or flu it is that's going around right now, they probably knew, you know, they could tell in October or November that this was one that, that would fit the bill for being extra serious or of a unique nature, or maybe they did the gain of function stuff and, you know, who knows what, but I don't, I think this isn't one where they're, oh, but that also reminds me that another big, big top story, what's on Fox right now, Trump admin blames foreign disinfo campaign for sowing fear with fake quarantine news. I also heard China and Russia is talking about, you've brought this up many times, the bioweapon implication there. And so I thought, well, they're playing along, but it's also possible that the live simulation people were saying they knew that Russia and China or Russia anyway, would say stuff that, that, uh, criticized them and got ahead of it by saying, Oh, that's disinfo. And don't forget event 201 uses foreign states spreading conspiracy theories about the origin of the virus so the simulation in October used that exact scenario to justify a total crackdown on social media and on um, information overall. So this is the trigger for that. I actually am. Oh, I think that my time on Twitter is about drawing to a close because remember we got those emails saying you are warned you have been interacting with Russian bots. Yeah, I've been waiting for that to come down, and I think this is the this is it. Do you think this is the final run on Twitter, huh? We'll have to I do. That's quite possibly the case. The only thing is that I've been blabbing it so much on Twitter that they might have to not take me down because I've been predicting it for so long. Yeah. I have a couple comments to what you said about them controlling the news and controlling reality. I was watching Brian Stelter's Reliable Sources, the most unreliable source on television, and I made the comment to you over the weekend that with sports no longer on television— And also, they have canceled all of the production of current TV shows just about across the board. They will be airing the episodes that remain. However, after that, there's going to be no new episodes. People are going to run through their Netflix shows, you know. So people who never watch the news or never paid attention to the news, like people I know, 
they're forced to focus on only the news. That's going to be the only new content, relatively new, because it's coronavirus every day. But that's going to be the only thing that people who didn't watch it before, maybe who were off the grid, who are being forced onto the grid now. And Brian Stelter was talking about how with everybody and everything closed and everybody staying at home with nothing to do, that the news media has such a vital role in telling the truth about what's going on. They are in complete control of people's perception of reality right now, of a broader sect of the public now, because more people are focusing on them. Your your point about that was spot on. I noticed it immediately. People were talking about how, I mean, there was an article somebody sent me from the LA Times that talked about how their studies have shown that getting, that it is like terrible for your health and psyche to watch like bad news, news stories of a negative nature. And it was like, limit your, your news watching to 10 minutes a day. And I'm thinking there, no one is doing that. And I thought of you as like, no one's doing that because there is nothing else to watch. But think about how, what total control they are in right now. Every single person probably on earth, or at least in this country has put themselves voluntarily under house arrest. Every restaurant is closed. Are they allowed to just close restaurants preemptively like that? Cause they're doing it. And if you, and if they tried to do it to one restaurant, that guy could fight back, but the, everybody is complying. I mean, everybody's just doing it voluntarily. I mean, what yeah. a study in crowd psychology. Yeah. The major brands of companies are signaling first and shutting down first. So all the others are then following because if Google or Facebook or somebody, depending on what industry it is, shuts down, who are we to stay open is going to be the thought. And boy, oh boy, if you were going to have a shakeout of big com- of little companies that compete with bigger companies, this is it. I just saw on the cover of the Wall Street Journal, biz- small business confidence is at like a seven-year low. Of course, because nobody, nobody ever scenarios out, as they say, uh, two months of zero revenue. No small business is prepared for two months of zero revenue. And then they have to let their people go. They have to let their workers go. And who is going to hire the best of your workers, the workers who loved you and wanted to work at a small place, but just can't, that is the time for Google or Amazon or the big brands to just scoop up your best people. It's devastating. It's devastating. And it will really change the face of business diversity, of the hierarchy, the pyramid of business, so that it is really oligopolized across industries, in my opinion. Yeah, and it has a major impact on the small businesses as well as people who are currently looking for work. And who have, I have friends who are in school, who are finishing school that have kids and don't have income. And their school School is a good place to be right now. I mean, well, you're not in school, but to be able to graduate at the end of a panic is better than having graduated just before the panic. Yeah, but when you don't have money right now and you got kids right. and you're currently going on job interviews to try... One of my friends had job interviews coming up next week that got canceled. Of course. And now trying to figure out how to get money. Like, how do you get money if you don't have any in a situation well, like this? Universal Tulsi, income. Tulsi and Mitt have the same plan. Yeah. Dean got right ahead of that. It was a th- there's they both have the exact same plan. Send everybody a check for a thousand dollars. It reminds me of the Medicare for all bumper stickers I've seen. But do you really want rich people to get this? Is that really what these socialists want? Like, don't they realize what they're saying? Right now, we have Medicare and Medicaid for poor people for like fifty million people of of Medicare's for fifty million people. 
whichever one is like the poor one and the other one is for old people. I think it's Medicaid is for poor people. But in any yeah. case, all the poor people have it. When you universalize it, you're just making sure the middle class and the upper class have it, which is a complete waste of money. Yeah, there's a lot. So I'm about tired of hearing about coronavirus, but I think it's all we're going to hear about. No, for the I got next more. Because there's I got oh, I do too. I have more also. I just mean in general. I did a few experiments this week, and I went to Publix. I tried to buy some stuff. Toilet paper completely out. Paper towels completely out. Soap almost completely out, except for weird brands. You're only limited. You're only allowed to buy two. You're only allowed to buy two boxes of tissue paper. Lines were long. Water completely out. Tried to buy some things on Amazon. Some canned goods. Everything on Amazon Fresh was just about completely out. So people are really panicking, really freaking out. And now that's going to affect the supply chain. That's going to cause other people to have to go. You don't have to buy a bunch of toilet paper unless everybody's buying a bunch of toilet paper. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, this panic is all, I mean, that I think, I think that they are, they are satisfying so many policy agenda items, so many studies, so much. So like they're laughing. So somebody asked me like, oh, same old fucking where, oh, you think it's a conspiracy? How do how do they keep their mouth shut? I'm like, well, first of all, they fire people like me who don't keep the mouth shut. And second of all, it's in evidence. It's in evidence. I don't know how they keep it all to themselves. They nail squirrels to the wall. They carefully select who's in on it. But there are a couple of things. So I... I posted on Friday, as promised, immediately after the show, I wrote up all the coronavirus stuff that we had done and all the links to Event 201 and all that, and I published it. And I opened it with, I didn't want to be like, this is a conspiracy. I just said, it's weird to me that the people in these live simulated video casts were, are all on the front lines of the real coronavirus, and they're not sharing with us their lessons learned. Yeah. Like, that's a dog that's not barking. It's very suspicious to me. You look at this stuff, and you tell me what you think. By the end of the day, I couldn't find timestamps, so it could have just been that it was in the air and they knew, or it has happened to me a couple of times when I'm on the front line of something like this. I do trigger a response. I, I, I have a tripwire. I'm a tripwire for every once in a while. I know it sounds like self-aggrandizing, but it happened with the Boston Marathon bombing stuff. And I know they were, they were uh, aware of what I was doing. They, you sent me that video from the World Health Organization that said, oh, oh, by coincidence, we just remembered, oh my gosh, that we did something just like this in October. They did not actually reference that it was also called the novel coronavirus or that they sent out plushy toys that look exactly like with the same like color mock-up. Yeah. As it, you know, yellow in the middle with red on the edges. Do you think real viruses are colored like that? I don't know. Do they know. have a face like that? Maybe, yeah. So they, it was, and then the comments in the YouTube video that the World Health Organization put out on Friday was like, obviously, you are trying to cover your ass with this. Which is interesting because the only people really watching World Health Organization's page is us, people like us. So. Yeah, and they just, that way they can just go back and say, look, we did publish it. That's why when I see articles in the journal that seem against interest, you know, for the higher-ups, I think, well, they just have to. And, I, and maybe it was something you brought me. Uh, something in a propaganda document said, look, you can't, it was something real old. It said you can't totally not report real stuff, 
but you can put it on page six. You can make it small and that's how you have to do it. And then you're, you are totally plausible. So I don't know what the conspiracy is here, if there is one, but you can go and look at that event 201 stuff that's at the proper right now. And you tell me it is an unbelievable, shocking black swan event and happening in real life that happens to be predicted a month before it started. That is the odds against that are astronomical. And you're right. It's a little late now for that video. A little late now for your lessons learned. But it's too late. And the lesson was don't panic. That was their damn lesson. Well, don't panic. Yeah. That the problem was going to be that panic caused economic catastrophe. And that is what they allowed to roll out. The whole, the big point of Event 201 it said was to develop tools and heighten awareness to the business community that without these policies and protocols in place, they are at risk. And we want to prompt them to lobby governments in private partner, private public partnership to implement what we are hereby recommending. And that is exactly what is happening. Yeah. So one more thing on that. Okay, but go ahead. ahead, you can do your thing. There's just so you know, Whitney Webb wrote an article about how the NSC, the Pentagon, the Defense Department, military intelligence, all of that got together in mid January and classified coronavirus response. And she's saying, and a lot of people are saying, they knew all about it. They knew and they let it happen anyway. I'm saying that smacks of a 9 11 type psyop because it wasn't the health guys, it was <laughs> Intel. Yeah. Yeah, and we talked about how a lot about how Event 201 kind of basically it's a script, a blueprint for the what's going on right now. Another script that plays out in live action is a movie that was recommended on the World Health Organization site in one of their situation reports where they were comparing, trying to help the audience understand the spread, and they said it's probably most comparable to the movie Contagion. Of course, I went and watched Contagion. Which, by the way, the movie Outbreak from 1995 is number seven on the top ten for Netflix this week. Everybody's freaking themselves out watching that movie. <laughs> watching Contagion, though, the only reason to tell somebody to watch Contagion, unless you're giving them a forewarning, look, this is going to freak you out, is to freak them out and terrify them. The movie is somebody with obsessive compulsive disorder. It's, it's their nightmare. It starts off by following the hands of somebody coughing to the peanuts, to the credit card, to the credit card <laughs> machine, to the glass. And you're just like, oh my God, it's, it's going everywhere. Everybody's going to get everybody. Everybody's going to die. I'm so the opposite of that. Like I have always embraced germs thinking that's what keeps your immune system educated. No, not me. I've not always. I know we're the opposite, but I'm the youngest of nine. I mean, I would have to say if I didn't embrace that lifestyle, I would be pretty psychologically damaged. Yeah. So the movie, interestingly enough, the language and everything that you hear now, it's, I mean, it plays out a lot like what's going on now, almost identical to what's going on now. This movie was made in 2011. And there's even a fake news guy. There's a journalist, a blogger who's spreading fake news. When you watch the movie, you actually kind of go, when was this movie made? This was 2011? Because it wow. sounds like right now, the way they're talking about YouTube, it makes you forget how long social media has been around and been such a, an impact, the way they spread the information on YouTube. There's a viral video of somebody getting sick that you know sparks all the, the rage and everything. It gives you the idea that predictive programming has a real purpose. Yeah. And about halfway through the movie, 
I look up and they're doing uh, an interview with the head of the CDC and the guy's getting drilled on like a CNN like show and it's Sanjay Gupta who has become no the way. star of the media right now. He was uh, one of the stars no of this way. movie for so a brief the, period of time. The report you gave us last week about Sanjay Gupta on CNN was a remake of the Contagion cameo of kind Sanjay of. Gupta. It was definitely it's like a sequel <laughs> to the Contagion cameo. And they are. T- they told you to go watch it. Yeah, they're messing. That's the with only us. reason I watched yeah. it. They is are it was messing on the World Health with people like us. Website. They love it. They they have really weaponized truth. Absolutely, and that movie will Fuck terrify people, me. and it has a weird ending too. Although they don't stop. I'm not going to ruin it for you. I don't even want to know. I hate even knowing the premise. If you tell me what's in the first five minutes, it bums me out. Germs. That's what's in the first five minutes. <laughs> That's how you see it. Lots of germs. I am a little <laughs> tired of hearing the news reports by everybody that's like, just a warning, folks, we need to tell you that scolding hot water in your bathtub will not kill the coronavirus. Like, thank you for Definitely that. Definitely will. I was about to boil myself in the bath before your news report. Or no chance do not, not drink Clorox. It will not kill the coronavirus. Well, it might kill the coronavirus. But okay, I wasn't even thinking of that, but now I'll try it. Maybe you should drink Clorox if that's your thought. Don't drink Clorox. I'm not recommending that. I'm just saying I'm tired of hearing people tell me not to drink Clorox. Oh, my gosh. You... you have you seen this? I can't even uh, get Clorox right now. It's sold out. Yes. I bought chlorine tablets for my pool. I thought if my pool guy can't come, you really want to keep the pool. I have, Did I tell you about this? My cousin is a prepper. And I said, what, what should I do? A long time ago, not this time around. But he said, just make sure you have plenty of chlorine and chlorine the crap out of your swimming pool. And then I also, at the same time, got that super heavy-duty water filtration system so I can put, like, nasty-ass chlorinated water in the filter, and it'll take that stuff out. But I I think there's, like, a a one-in-a-million chance I need anything like that. But if they want to take this too far, I don't think they're going to do it so, like, people start dying because then there would be, like, action, actionable, I think. There would be, like, standing to sue and then you'd have to like have discovery of truth, not that they ever give that stuff out. But you realize over the weekend, the Fed announced that rates went down to zero. Yeah. And that, that they're also buying bonds to the tune of $700 billion, which is a absolute quantitative easing. We're back to the days after from after 2008. So they were like, we're kicking the can, we're kicking the can, we have this under control, we're totally going to ease out of this crisis, we're going to not have zero interest rates in perpetuity, it was called ZERP, everybody was like, we'll never have normal interest rates again, and I was wondering about six months ago if we, it, how we could even, how, how this was going to end, and this is how it's going, and here's the crazy part is, stimulus like this has what's called a response lag, so it can be up to 18 months before it actually trickles through to a to a benefit to the economy. Yeah. So there was absolutely never any chance that this would have a real impact. The impact was strictly psychological. The yeah. goal had to have been strictly psychological because it's just mathematically not possible. And of course, that's to stimulate kind of demand and business, but demand and business have been banned. So it can't possibly have a real effect. I mean, it's actually going to prolong the lag time for that. And so what it had to have, it had to have the response that we now think that the Fed, the people, most powerful people in the world, arguably, are irrational and panicking. And that's why it should have made the, the 
markets go up. But for the first time I've ever heard, they actually froze the futures markets on a Sunday. They were like, it is, it, I think the future markets went down 5%, which means they're like, like advanced trading. They even shut that down. And then today, I don't know if it triggered a break, but it was down another, I don't know what. I mean, it might literally, let me look right now where it is at the second. Yeah, the, the Dow Jones is down 10% on the day so far, and the markets aren't even closed yet. And rich people are probably going to get richer if it eventually well, goes back up. Well, here's they the can thing. afford to buy up all the stocks. You have to be really connected because it's the people who have assets who are losing all this money. So what you need is like a Carlos Slim or Bernard Baruch, like people in history who have been known to get ahead of the crash. So what you do is you know when it's peaking, the Carnival Cruise guy started this way. You know when it's peaking, you make sure that you take all your chips off the table then or enough to not be obvious. You make sure you have what's called dry powder. And there were articles like in January that these investors all have tons and tons of cash and no place to put it because the market's too high. So regular, like your savings, your 401k, you're not the smart money. You're never going to get ahead of this shit. They are going to rape you. So I think the only thing you can really do is hang on. I don't know. Do not take my advice on anything. I have no idea. I'm just trying to apply my understanding of history. So it's only, it's not just, it's not rich people. It's governing, government connected rich people or people who are in on the information get advanced warning. And then- then they can just see where it's supposed to go. So according to Event 201, markets went down 20 to 40%. So the Dow at 40% off would be 18,000 because it was almost 30,000. And right now it's at 21,000. So, I mean, I tell people to read the Event 201 stuff, not because I give a crap whether it's a conspiracy or not, but it certainly has predictive value. That's true. That's true. That's interesting to see if it goes to that same number that they predicted in there. Well, Did they said the markets and there are a lot of different markets. Yeah. So it said 20 to 40%. We've already blown past 20%. So there are two stories that validate some of the things that we've been talking about that happened. One yesterday, one today. One is the man in Kentucky who left the hospital, lied about his address. He had tested positive for coronavirus. And then the police, this is a town in Kentucky, used some old statutory law they got with a judge and they mandated like SWAT team or police officers. I think it may just be police officers, armed police officers outside of his house 24 seven. So that's the first step. That's the first mandatory one like that. Well, that's, that, that makes me feel better. And I'll tell you why, because I'm pretty disgusted that we are all sheep. As I tweeted earlier, like I don't consent, but I certainly submit. I'm yeah. not, I'm not doing any, you know, I'm not fighting back. I bought toilet paper. Yeah. So if they have to use a little muscle, it's like the church is closed in Italy and totally the Pope has been, I think, really in charge, like going along with this to the max. And the Italian people have been sucking it up, but they just could not take it, not going to church in Lent. And they basically stormed the basilicas and they got the churches open again. So now the news is saying, oh, an angry really? Pope reopens churches. Bull. It was the people, and it was yeah. the only real resistance I had heard. That was the red line. So this guy is probably a setup. It's probably fake, but at least they think they have to tell us that they're going to use force because so far they've just been telling us to to roll over on our backs and yeah. fucking pant, and we're doing it. I mean, he could be fake, but that's really going to happen. Though. Whatever. People, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, they are going to do that. But the fact that somebody did it or they felt like they had to nail that squirrel to the wall— right. 
makes me feel like we have a little self-respect left. I think we have a bigger squirrel that's going to be nailed to the wall because Kid Rock, his Nashville bar is refusing to close over the coronavirus. Oh my gosh, I was wondering if I said that earlier, like if people would refuse to close. Oh, he's definitely playing along. There's no way he's... I just can't imagine these people at the top willing to risk it all. They they risk it all for things like Me Too. Like, oh, like uh, David... Larry David saying, I don't give a fuck what mega hat people care about. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And people, like I'm from New York, people all want to, people like, oh yeah, he's got courage. I'm like, he's got courage. He's insanely rich. He never has to work again. And he's saying what everybody wants him to say. It's disgusting. But for Kid Rock to do it, let's see. Maybe, maybe he's a solid citizen. I don't know. Never would have imagined Kid Rock would have become kind of a conservative superstar back when I was in high school and college and he was really popular. Wasn't the rumor that he's some kind of descendants of Hank Williams? He's buddies he, with Hank Williams. Hank Williams, but he's junior. not junior. He's not his son. I've that never was heard a rumor. That. He might be. I have that no was idea. A rumor. But he's definitely he hangs out with. He does reality shows and stuff with Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, who has no. Choice. So Pornhub stats are soaring in wake of the self quarantining that's going on. So everybody's going to be getting getting addicted to porn. Is that why my internet is running so slow? Perhaps it is. <laughs> they say that odd times of the day, like 1 p.m. in the afternoon, are spiking more than they ever have before. I guess people are. Okay. I think we should go like two minutes longer. I've got a couple of quick hits, and I wanted to hear about the... I, I heard nothing about the debate last night. I literally just watched So you, you heard most of what there is to tell about it then, if you heard nothing. So I'll, okay. but but yeah, I, I'll it, tell you about it. Tell me about it. Well, the debate was two old men clearly standing six feet away from each other. That was the most <laughs> obvious thing you recognized about it. This is two old dudes who look cranky and yeah. every now and then turn like they're about to slowly walk towards each other. But they don't ever move forward because they are clearly six feet apart from each other. And... The content takeaway is that Biden promised to, he committed to appointing a woman as VP, and Bernie said he would probably appoint a woman as VP, and they had- I hate a, sexism like I that. Know, it's really- Just to th- classify people based on their gender just really makes me sick. It does not usually work in my favor. The whole thing was a pointless exercise. It was boring. There was no audience there, obviously, except for Jake Tapper and the other two moderators. It was kind of funny that they had a Latino moderator. I'd never seen this woman before, but she kept asking the questions about people of color, you know, and and equality and stuff like that, and DACA. And so Bernie and Biden, usually they say, our policies are going to be great for people of color. They're going to be great for black and brown people. They usually use those buzzwords. They frequently were talking about these policies are going to be great for Latinos. So they were appealing directly to the one person who was moderating them. And she was very hard to understand unless you had the volume up and were paying attention. So I thought it was kind of funny that they put someone as a moderator to two old white men who probably are hard of hearing (laughs) and probably were really confusing what she was saying at times. Well, I have to say by the Twitter response to whatever that was, I I was reminded of another bumper sticker. There's, have you seen these bumper stickers that say it's like the Democrat presidential preference and it says any functioning adult 2020. Have you seen that? So I feel like the Democrats are actually struggling to make that bar. (laughs) That's what I've heard. It's like, wow, how could you not be able to achieve that? 
but uh, so, oh, a couple of other things. Yesterday I was introduced to somebody. I tried to, I just did not think. So I went to put my hand out and I'm telling you, it was like I was some kind of just, what is wrong with you? Like, what is this, a trick? What are you, a wise guy? You know, and I was like, oh. Somebody I get forgot. her out of here. Yeah, I forgot. I wasn't allowed. It's like ridiculous. My so, sister said somebody sneezed in court the other day. It was closed hearings. There was only the lawyers and the the clients there and that everybody kind of freaked out. <laughs> I am not. I actually sent an email to my church saying, like, if there's anybody who's stuck at home and, like, old people need some help, like, I hate volunteering, but if I'm the only person who's, like, willing to go, I'll do it. Because, like, people, healthy people are really, I mean, it's like, whatever. People are going to so, start stealing toilet paper. They probably already started stealing toilet paper from fast food restaurants. Yeah. From people's houses. Yeah, when I was in Peru once, I did steal toilet paper. I felt bad. I've stolen toilet paper more than once. I have to say, when the chips are down, no matter who you think you are, you you do steal toilet paper if you have to. Okay, two other things. Gantz in Israel has been chosen to form a government. This is a devastating blow to Netanyahu. Devastating. I mean, all the stuff we did to try to keep Netanyahu afloat who has is Gantz? failed. Gantz is the guy who he's been neck and neck with. He's also oh. a right winger. Okay. Yeah, so there's no, it's not like, oh, this is great. We'll get whatever, back to the Oslo Accords, whatever. No, but, but. So does that Netanyahu mean he's out? Does that mean Netanyahu's out? I, I don't know if he's a, he's the, I believe he's a prime minister. So I don't know if that means he's actually a minister who is the head one. I don't know. I have to look at that. Is he the, is he the prime minister? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, so, I mean, as opposed to president, I think, like, that one indicates kind of a parliamentary system, but they have the Knesset. I don't know. I don't know if that means he's completely out. I think it might. I think it might. Let me let me do a little homework on that. Sorry. That's interesting. And then the last thing I will say is we have to start looking into float, F-L-O-T-E. I, I took a look at that last night for the first time. It popped yeah, up it's in my feed. It's in beta. It's a kind of Twitter thing for free speech. And I've noticed other libertarians on there and they do have a feature where you can tweet on Twitter from float. So like you don't have to flip back and forth like other competitors might have to. So if I'm gone from Twitter, you can find me at float. I'm Austro girl or Monica Perez. Hopefully you'll be able to search for one of those things, but um, I'm going to figure out how it works and, Try to do some stuff from there just to, I don't know, just get that process started. Ostro Girl, building up your base on the new platform, Float. Is it float.com? It's float.app, I think, which is kind of weird. Let me, yeah, float.app, weirdly. Kind of weird, float. right? Float.app. Interesting. I'll check that out. Be sure and check that out. Keep your hands clean out there. <laughs> Don't panic. <laughs> Don't cough on each other either. Wait, you have to say panic three times for every time you say don't panic. Why? Does that counterbalance it? That just feels like what the media is doing. It's like they have like panic, panic, don't panic, panic, don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't well, panic. saying don't panic is the equivalent of saying panic because we can't think in negative. Yeah. Well, the it's Fed like, is saying panic in, in, in 700 yeah. billion ways. Yeah. And, you know, this is actually would be a great time to be able to live off the grid. But as we've talked about quite often, they have... Uh, create a society where we don't know how to live off the grid anymore so when everything shuts down like this and you're not allowed to obamacare made it impossible to really check out you have to register it's even worse than the selective service we will see where this heads keep your heads down 
or make some noise, whatever you want to do. Have fun while you're on your break and let us know at Freedom Act Radio at Monica Press Show on Twitter or on Float. And let us know what you're doing to occupy your time during the shutdown or if you are, in fact, shut down. And you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you guys tomorrow.